0: pray uh, before I get into it. Most gracious Father, we thank you uh, tonight that we can gather uh, and remember and reflect and celebrate uh, some 2,000 years ago when you sent your Son, uh, Jesus, into this world. With all its pain and all its struggles and and all the chaos, all of that stuff, Lord, you sent him into the world. uh, Father, that we could have life through him father we thank you right now that we can gather we live in a country where we're blessed where we can gather and, and celebrate and remember that uh, we pray this in your name jesus amen i want to start by just sharing a, a story and, and and you can tell me whether it relates to christmas or not you'll probably Uh, I'll leave that with you. But uh, several years ago, I was at a basketball game. I went to watch one of my children play. And uh, at the stadium, uh, we sit. There's a three-seat tier kind of little stadium and watching the game. and, And these seats that you sit on, you know the ones where you sit, if you stand up, they flick back? Uh, and you have to push them back down and you have to sit on them like that but if you get up they will flick back. Anyway we were watching the game and there was uh, a few people in front of us uh, watching their daughter and they happen to be on the same team as my daughter and, and uh, it was a mum and a grandmum, and I think a few kids watching their daughter play. Anyway all of a sudden their daughter or their granddaughter must have scored because this goes in and they cheer and they all kind of stand up yeah hey, our daughter scored our granddaughter scored and uh, I, I was watching the, the old lady in front of me when I say older she was probably in her mid-130s but she was reasonably old and I'm I'm a bit of a a safety freak so I was really observing thinking okay what's going to play out next the chair's gone back and everything kind of went into slow motion and I see uh, the, the lady start to sit down grandma starts to sit down and now I'm in this all good position thinking, what do I do? The seats flip back. She's starting to go into that, that position. And I, all of it, I just kicked in. The safety, the Italian ninja skills, they kind of just kicked in. And I stuck my hand out <laughs> like this. Now, it's fair to say that this lady... She was a reasonably sized lady, and, uh, and that's fine, each to her own. And anyway, she starts to go down, and, and, and I, I start to think, what, what, what's going to happen here? And she puts her buttocks well, into my hand, and I brace the full weight of this lady. I don't know how, and my bicep was popping, and I thought I was going to tear. And I'm holding this lady like this, grimacing. And then there was this weird part of the story where me and her, her, her daughter... Uh, caught, had eye contact while I was holding her mum on the bottom I'm holding her mum like this and I'm looking at her thinking yeah I'm just helping her it's not like uh, you know and, I, and, and, and then all of a sudden we kind of laugh and, and I'm still holding and then push the chair down and eventually she, she got onto the chair and she celebrated and, and everyone kind of came around and cheered and she didn't have a broken hip and, and I was a hero I was a hero, Um, initially there was that weird phase where I was kind of the villain, like why are you touching my mum's bottom? Um, But I saved her, I saved her. Now what has this got to do with Christmas? It was a heroic demonstration of love. It was a heroic, for a minute I was the villain but actually, sometimes when you step out to be the hero, there's, you're going to have criticism. But I was a heroic demonstration of love. I had to carry the weight, the cost of, of that lady. She didn't break her hip. She's fine. Um, and anyway, it was, it was a little bit awkward. Um, but we still catch up now and now, every now and then. No, we don't. <laughs> A heroic demonstration of love. It's, it's interesting. I don't know if you can, maybe you've been on the, on the recipient end of, of receiving some heroic love. And, and maybe someone's helped you out, saved you some time. Or maybe you've been a hero, hero to someone before. It's funny or it's interesting. Australians love when people demonstrate love or are, are heroes, we love our heroes, don't we? Uh, there's this interesting story in 2014 of a lady by the name of uh, Lauren Prezi, And she was at, uh, at the beach. Actually, it was during Christmas time, Coffs Harbour, beautiful su- uh, summer afternoon. Uh, the sun was going down. Kids were swimming. People were swimming. Uh, she was there swimming. And all of a sudden, she was actually on the beach. She could hear the, the cries of a mum. You know, sometimes when you, even when there's a lot of noise and, and you hear someone cry out or, or and they're scared or they're, they're in pain you can tell it's a different kind of shout can't you well she was scared she was worried she was screaming out for her two children her two boys were actually in the in the ocean in the in the beach swimming out but they got caught enough it was a rip they weren't very good swimmers they just uh, moved to Australia from Africa and these two young boys were out basically about to drown and Lauren heard the mum screaming and yelling out, thinking, is someone going to do something? Is someone going to help? Can anyone else see what's happening? And, and, and no one else could, no one else did, no one else moved. And so Lauren thought, I have to go. And so she got up and, and she started running out and she went into the water, dove into the water. Now she was a good swimmer, very good swimmer. In fact, she had her own, uh, she had a, a lifeguard uh, certificate and all that kind of stuff. So she was, she was a good swimmer, but she was eight months pregnant. And she swims out. Eventually, she gets to these two young boys, and, and they're thrashing around. And if you know what it's like, sometimes you've got to be careful they don't drown you as well because they're trying to save themselves. But she got these two young boys around her, their arms, and she started swimming back. And she's getting really, really tired. And there was a point there where she could have almost drowned as well. And lucky enough, there was someone else that actually came along and helped them as well. But she saved both of them. Uh, 23 days later, the, after the rescue, she gave birth to a little healthy daughter named Miller. Here's her there. Um, what an incredible story of someone, a little bit more heroic than mine, although they're probably similar because um, <laughs> there was a cost for me. But anyway, what a, what a great story, heroic demonstration of love. We're inspired by that. We're inspired by, by the Anzacs when we hear the story of the Anzacs or we remember the stories or reflect or retell the stories of the men and women who, who went to war and did incredible things so that we may have the life that we have today here in Australia. We're inspired by these heroic demonstrations of love. We're inspired when we hear stories of the Aussie firefighters. Don't we love the stories of Aussie firefighters? who put their, Men and women who put their lives on the line. Here's a sign I saw. just This was on Seaborne Ave on Friday. Thanking the fires it's probably, I think it 's still there, you may have seen it. for the fires who are fighting the fires just I don 't know, okay that way. putting their lives at risk we 're inspired by these heroic efforts. We want to thank those individuals. we want to honor those individuals. we want to thank them for giving their lives or even risking their lives, people who have demonstrated heroic acts of love. You know the Bible says this in regards to that very first Christmas. It's a very well-known passage. It's, it comes from John chapter 3, verse 16. And it starts with this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his Son. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the, the creator of you, your hand, your eyes, your ears. God who creates things. He loves us. He loved the world so much. For God so loved the world. That word there, world, is, is, is us, but also Creation. That he gave his one and only son, or his begotten son in some of the older translations. That he gave his son to be a heroic demonstration of love. God sends his son to come into our midst, to move amongst us. If we look at this passage here, what is the motivation? It's love. God sends because he loves love is the motivation love is the reason love is the why it's a heroic demonstration of love and that's the central message of christmas the demonstration of the great love of god for humanity whether you're black or white whether you're rich or poor whether you're short or tall whether you're fat or skinny what what, doesn't matter whether you're educated or uneducated whether you drive a ford or a holden although holdens don't exist anymore but whatever God loves you so much so that he sends his son to this world to this earth for you it's the great message of Christmas this demonstration of God's love for us that God comes close to us in Jesus he enters our world with all its junk with all its garbage with all its pain and suffering 2,000 years ago it was exactly the same There was racism, there was hatred, there was was people who lied, there was people who stole. And Jesus enters this world with its garbage, with its junk, with all of that stuff. He comes down. Why? Because it's a heroic demonstration of love. The message of Christmas declares, now this is the only thing you get from my message, this is all I want you to really get. The message of Christmas demonstrates that you have eternal worth and value. The person in front of you, beside you, behind you, you personally, you have worth and value. How do I know that you have worth and value? The fact that God, creator of everything, sends his son into this world for us. Don't let anyone ever say that you are an accident. Don't let anyone say that you are worthless, or you have no value, or you're useless, that you're... no. You're not. The creator of the universe, God says that you aren't. God loves you that much that he sends his son, that you have worth and value. That's the message of Christmas, the central message of Christmas. Hamilton Wright says this, Blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. The gospel writer John, when he explains the Christmas story, he says, The word, which is Jesus, was referred to as the word, became flesh. Meaning God becomes human, God is embodied, becomes a little baby, is reduced to a single heartbeat, becomes flesh, and has made his dwelling among us. Which means he moves into our neighborhood. The God comes down and moves into our neighborhood. Matthew 1:23 says, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call uh, him what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Now maybe you don't feel loved, maybe you feel worthless, maybe you feel like you have no value, maybe you feel anxious or worried or I don't know how you feel but, but take this, that God comes down to us because you have worth and value. If we had no worth and value, he wouldn't have done that. He sees our worth and our value and, and, and the thing is this, Jesus that baby in a manger, we know the rest of the story as he grew up, didn't he? Because we wouldn't be celebrating his birth if it wasn't for his life. I can guarantee after I die, maybe five, ten years, oh, people might still remember that story, but after, after a little while, they're not going to be celebrating my birth, are they? They're not going to be celebrating your birth. Why are we celebrating his birth some 2,000 years after? Because of his life because of the life of Jesus. We remember his birth because of his life, a life that was extraordinary. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves and and two fish. Only an Italian could kind of do that, get close, maybe at Christmas lunch. He did it. He turned water into wine. Aussies loved that, that miracle. They'd probably prefer it to be beer, water into beer, but he did that. He walked on water, he calmed the storm, he raised people from the dead, he forgave sins. Oh you might think really forgave sins? But I reckon if you're honest, if you looked inside you know that there's something that needs to be forgiven. There's a human experience that knows that we're not quite right with a created God or even with each other. He forgave sins, he rebelled against the religious leaders of the day, he taught about love and compassion and mercy. He showed us and taught, taught us how to have a relationship with God, a real relationship with God, not a legalistic one, a relation that, that, that comes together. He says, this is how you do it. And ultimately, we know the story, he was born in a manger, but he was nailed to a cross. Why was he nailed to a cross? Because it was a heroic demonstration of love, for God so loved the world. That he had to pay the price on the cross. The word of God says the cost of us turning our back on God is death. And, 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 the, and the beautiful thing is, this heroic demonstration of love says that the gift of God is salvation. Through who? Through Jesus Christ. Heroic demonstration of love. That very first Christmas, we read it earlier, the angels declared, Do not be afraid. Do you know that phrase, do not be afraid, is mentioned something like 300 and something times throughout the Bible? Anyone think humans are what? Afraid. Maybe you feel afraid right now. Maybe you're anxious or worried. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Can I ask you or maybe encourage you to hold on to this? Maybe God is saying to you right now, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people, for everyone. Today in the town of David, a saviour, or the town of Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. Now you might think, yeah, I need a saviour. Or you might think, I don't need to be rescued. I don't need to be saved. What do I need to be saved from? What do I need to be rescued from? In fact, I have asked this question over the years to different people. And what do they need to be saved from? And one person says "Their waistline, overeating. So I heard this thing about, uh, when I was younger, I believed in Santa. And when I got a bit older, I stopped believing in Santa. And now I'm a lot older, I just start to turn into Santa. Um, and I feel I can resonate with that. But maybe it's your waistline and you're overeating that you need to be saved from. One person said my debts, my, my bank account. One person says my job. I hate my job. I just don't like my job. My addictions. Christmas stress. Someone said global warming. Someone said just sickness. One person said My wife not my wife and and he did clarify that there was a few jobs he hadn't done and that's why he needed to be saved from his wife but this last one was I thought really insightful this person said I need to be saved from myself saved from myself you know what when I heard that I thought wow I can relate to that that we are or sometimes we're our own biggest problem our own biggest problem most of the time we are, aren't we? It's our own reaction. It's the way we react to things. It's the, the silly things we say or think or do or, or the way we act towards people. We get jealous and this. And, and, and it's our, we need to be saved from ourselves. We need to be saved from ourselves. Sa- and maybe you don't think you need to be rescued uh, or saved. But the Christmas story is a demonstration of heroic love that God comes close to you because you have worth and value, that he not only does that, but the reason he does that is actually because we do need to be rescued, that we do need to be saved. You know, most of the songs, we, carols we sing is all about us being saved. Look at this one here, Hark the Herald. It says, Hark the Herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild. Why? God and sinners reconciled that means God and and us who have turned our back from God can become reconciled. The the gap is now bridged because of the Saviour Jesus. Or Mary's boy child, we didn't sing this one, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Next, I don't know the lyrics though. (laughs) Heart, heart. now hear the angels sing, a king was born today and man and woman will live forevermore, why? Because of Christmas Day. Now there's a caveat there, We have to say yes to Jesus when we say yes to Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall live forevermore. But the point is this, that that this carol is saying that Jesus comes to rescue and save in silent night. Are we saying it just then? Silent night, holy night, shepherd's quake at the sight. Glorious stream from heaven above, heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. Christ the what? Saviour. It's not Christ the, the good teacher. It's not Christ, the guy who wears sandals and a white dress. It's not Christ, the prophet. It's Christ, the Savior. Christ, the Savior, is born. He is the king, but he comes to save. When the angel spoke to Joseph, what did the angel say to Joseph in a dream? He says, and you will give him the name Jesus, Yeshua, because he will save what his people from themselves. Basically, that's what that's saying, that last bit, isn't it? He will save his people from their sins or from their selves. As they're turning their back on God. Jesus said it themselves, Luke 19, he said, uh, Jesus said to him, today salvation, he was referring to himself, has come into the ha- in this house. Matthew twenty twenty eight. just as the Son of Man he's referring to himself again, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then Acts 4. This is a really important passage. Salvation is found in no one else. So basically, there's only one person that can rescue us. There's only one person that can swim out from from the coast or from the beach into the water and rescue us. There's only one way we can be saved, and it says it's only through Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. You are loved. You have worth and value. So much so that God sends his son to demonstrate heroic love to rescue and to save. Can anyone tell me what this picture is up on the screen? It's not Tiger Airlines, the Wright brothers. This is one of the, I think it's the only photo of the Wright Brothers. They were the first uh, people, they invented the aeroplane and, and they got off. This was uh, Ki- Kitty, Kitty Hawk in North Carolina where they finally got off. And anyway, they sent a message back to their hometown. Their, their, their hometown, the newspapers were all following to see whether they would invent this, this flying vehicle, whether they could do it. And they sent a message back uh, to their family or to the journalists and said, hey, we've done it. We've, we've been able to fly, we got an aeroplane, we're flying in the air, we, it wasn't very far but we got it off the ground, it is flying and we'll be home by Christmas. And you know what the, the major headline for the story was? The Wright brothers will be home by Christmas. Not man flies. They missed the main point. What was the main point? The main point was that they we fly, humans are now flying. Again, i a little bit jetstarish, but but they got off the ground you know what sometimes i think we do that with with christmas and even life we miss the main point when it comes to us understanding jesus the main point is this we've turned our back our own problem is generally ourselves we turn our back on god but god in his grace and mercy De- demonstrates love. Why? Because you have worth and value. You're not an accident. You're not something that just crawled out of a lake. You, you were created in God's image. You have worth and value. So much so that God, Jesus, comes down into our world, into our junk and garbage to rescue, to save, to restore that relationship. Look at this passage, last one, and then we'll finish it up. 1 John 4 says, Dear friends, let us, one love, love, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Look at this bit here. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we love God but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice or as a payment to bring redemption, to, to rescue us. He sent His Son to, to go out into the water to, to bring us back to the shore because we can't swim on our own uh, for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. I don't know what your year has been like. I don't know whether you've had a great year. I don't know whether you've had a horrible year. I don't know whether you had an okay year. But I want you to know this. God still comes close. God still comes close today. The message of Christmas is still the same, that Jesus can still come close. It's just a matter of accepting and and, and saying yes to Jesus. If you feel worthless, come to the one that brings worth. If you feel like you have no value, come to the one that brings value. If you feel anxious or tired or worn out, come to the one who says He who is worn out or is carrying this unnecessary burden, Jesus says he will make it light. We can't rescue ourselves. It's only through Jesus we can be saved. The central message of Christmas remains the same. You are loved. He demonstrates love. You have worth and value. He rescues and saves. Jesus still comes close. This Christmas, tonight, tomorrow, I want to encourage you to look you might God might surprise you where he's at. He might surprise you where he's working. Ask him tonight, say, God, show yourself to me. Reveal yourself. Come close to me. You might be surprised. Can we pray? You're at church. I've got the mic. We'll pray. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Most gracious Father, we thank you that you're a God that is not distant and remote. You're a God that didn't just start the world and leave us to, to figure it out. No, you're a God that is actively involved you're a God that says okay you can do your own thing you can choose things and there's consequences but here's an option I'm going to send my son who lives a perfect life who goes to the cross and rises again and through him you can receive love like you've never received it before that you can be saved that you can be rescued Father, I pray right now for everyone who's here tonight that this Christmas, they would sense you, they would know you, they would see you, they would experience you close, just like that very first Christmas. Father, if there's anyone here this, tonight who feels like they have no worth and value, I pray and ask that you would touch them right now, that, that that would be removed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Let's stand and sing our last carol for the night.